Investment products are not FDIC-insured, not a bank guarantee, and may lose value. Please read other important information, which can be found on the link at the end of the podcast episode. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Sembalist, and welcome to another Eye on the Market podcast. I wanted to share some thoughts with you this week on the work that we've done on general obligation bonds of municipal issuers, states, counties, and cities. Uh, and the reason I wanted to talk about it now is because at a, tight, at a time of tight credit conditions, it's a very good time to do some cleanup in portfolios. And for many of our clients, you might be aware, we've done a lot of work every couple of years in this series called The Ark and the Covenants, which takes a very close, detailed look at the, at the obligations of municipal issuers. And specifically, uh, given the improvement in some of the disclosure, we can now take a very close look at the combined uh, unfunded pensions, unfunded retiree health care, interest and defined contribution obligations of municipal entities as a percentage of their revenues. And we put this all together in a thing called the IPOD ratio, I plus P plus O plus D over R. Uh, and uh, so far, we haven't heard from any copyright infringement people. And, uh, and it represents the total obligations of municipal entities, including unfunded pension and retiree health care obligations as a percentage of revenue collections. And um, <clears throat> the picture is a very heterogeneous one when you look across cities and counties and states. It, 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 is, it is by far, it is not a, a picture of overall distress. Uh, there are pockets of severe distress, and then there are large groups of municipal entities that are figuring out how to do how to maintain public sector pensions just fine, where the combination of investment returns, employer contributions, and employee contributions are enough to pay uh, obligations. And so um, it's definitely a misstatement to to say that there's some kind of an endemic inconsistency in the ability of the defined benefit system to exist in a public sector context. Uh, That said, uh, there are some uh, pockets of sphere distress, as many of you may have may be aware of. And at a, tight, at a time of tight credit conditions is a great time to clean up portfolios from some of these credits. And our team here can share some of the research with you um, so that you can get a sense for who they are. And we've generally graded a lot of these credits, red, orange, yellow, uh, some, some numbers based on the severity of the challenge they're facing. As an example, I don't, I don't want to single anybody out, but let's take a look at the city of Chicago. Uh, just so that you can understand some of the numbers involved. In order for City of Chicago, based on our analysis, to be able to pay all their future obligations, uh, they've, they can do one or all the following. But let's talk about tax increases, cuts in uh, non-pension spending, or in increases in worker contributions. And those are the three options that municipalities have uh, to, to try to uh, address their pension issues. And uh, in the case of the city of Chicago, they would need to increase taxes 25 to 30 percent every year for the next 30 years. They'd have to leave that tax increase in there uh, for 30 years. And use, sole use of proceeds would be to, re, to remediate underfunded pensions and retiree health care plans. And so um, given that public sector workers are only 8 to 10 percent of the workforce, it's unclear if there's enough support uh, to have that kind of tax increase uh, on, on everyone with the sole use of pension fund and retiree health care remediation. Another option would be to cut uh, 
direct non-pension spending by 15 to 18%. Again, that cut would have to remain in place for 30 years uh, and and with the, with all of those spending redirected towards pensions or a 400 to 450% annual increase in worker contributions. And so the challenge is that none of those three numbers or even if you divide it up into three and use a third, a third, a third in terms of trying to find a solution, uh, those all seem to be some very, very, very difficult and challenging numbers. Uh, and then similarly, if you don't do any of that and just rely on investment returns to solve the problem, uh, Chicago would need an 18% annualized return on assets for the next 30 years. And I don't think anybody's that good. So uh, that's an example of uh, the work that we've done and, and some of the other cities, uh, Dallas, Baton Rouge, Phoenix, uh, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Cleveland, um, uh, share some similar characteristics. But the details do matter. Uh, and so we would suggest that you take a closer look at some of our reports uh, to get a sense for where the pockets of distress are. Sometimes clients ask me, why are you paying so much attention to these pension issues? We're bondholders. And from a legal perspective, uh, you know, bondholders are not cross-defaulted with, uh, with pension plans. And so on paper, a bondholder might say, I don't see what my connection is to whether or not a pensioner is paid or not. Uh, that may be true on paper, but in reality, that's not how it works. Um, in the seven or eight or nine cases that have taken place so far, any time that pensions or retiree, retiree health care obligations have been restructured, bondholders have actually taken larger losses as a percentage of principal. So the reason that we pay so much attention to this issue as managers of somewhere between 40 and $50 billion of municipal bonds, which represent the uh, safe harbor and a lot of client portfolios, is that uh, pension and retiree health care issues have proven to have a very, very clear impact on, uh, on bondholders when they get restructured. And just to, uh, to finish the thought here, I want to be clear about something. The public sector workers that we're talking about here form a critical part of our civil society. These are people that rescue and protect us when we're in danger. They make our lives safer and cleaner and more efficient. They educate our children. They enforce the rule of law. Uh, they ensure access to clean air and water and food. And, and you know, the legal, medical, environmental, and educational problems that you find in other countries are a reminder of what life would be like without all of these public sector functions. And uh, they've earned the benefits they've accrued and have every right to expect them to be paid. Um, and, and I want to be clear about that. The reason that we are spending so much time on this issue is that in, in many states and cities and counties, we've reached something of an impasse in how all of those obligations are simultaneously uh, going to be honored. And so I can't think of a better time uh, to make sure and purge portfolios of riskier credits uh, than a time like now when, when credit spreads are so tight that the, you know, the give up for selling out of a distressed credit um, is much smaller than it might be when we are either deeper into the cycle or into the next downturn. So thank you very much for listening. And uh, I believe there's a link on the podcast page to, uh, the, eye on the, uh, to, to the eye on the market that we did on the Ark and the Covenants. And uh, that's all for this week, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. So long. Michael Semblist's Eye on the Market offers a unique perspective on the economy, current events, markets, and investment portfolios 
and is a production of J.P. Morgan Asset and Wealth Management. Michael Semblist is the Chairman of Market and Investment Strategy for J.P. Morgan Asset Management and is one of our most renowned and provocative speakers. For more information, please subscribe to the Eye on the Market by contacting your J.P. Morgan representative. If you'd like to hear more, please explore episodes on iTunes or on our website. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is a communication on behalf of J.P. Morgan Institutional Investments Incorporated, a member of FINRA and SIPC. Views may not be suitable for all investors and are not intended as personal investment advice or as a solicitation or recommendation. Outlooks and past performance are never guarantees of future results. This is not investment research. Please read other important information, which can be found at www.jpmorgan.com disclaimer eotm.